Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented by DraftKings America's number one rated sports book app. They got a lot of stuff going on for the Masters right now. Make sure you go over to DraftKings. Use the code Ross. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, through 30 minutes of on-demand audio pretty much every day here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Definitely every day during the season. In the offseason, it's three times a week, but then you got the Fantasy Feast. You've got the Even Money podcast. You've got the college draft. So you got something every single day. Andrew Brandt's business of sports. So you got the 30 minutes you want seven days a week. I love Fridays when we do them on Fridays because it's a Finish Strong Friday. It's a Greg Cosell Friday. And it is a Winners Friday. I want winners. I want people that want to win. So the real key there from Mike Singletary, it's the second part. We want listeners and viewers that want to win. People like Ari FFESQ, he quote tweeted one of the tweets from at Ross Tucker Pod recently. That's all you have to do. Quote tweet with a compliment, reply with a compliment, or just retweet, or just like. Or just like on Instagram or reply or comment on Facebook. It all counts. And it all means a lot to us when you do so. Ari, hit me up with an email, ross at rostucker.com. Let me know whether you'd like a signed picture or a football card or if you'd rather have one of these press passes from this past season. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Nicholas Falloon. Got some Raycon earbuds. Everybody's getting the Raycon earbuds, Nicholas. Smart move. You can see all of our sponsors over at RossTucker.com. As you know, if you take advantage of any of them and then send me an email, I guarantee to read and respond to your question on the show. Nicholas, you're the winner, so let me know exactly what you'd like. Again, Ross at RossTucker.com. The YouTube shout-out. Boy, this is an easy one. You just subscribe to YouTube.com slash NFL. Comment on any video. I see all of them. And I'll give you a cameo-style shout-out for whoever you want, whatever you want. Um, just like I do for people that hook me up on Cameo. Toby Shea, 
You are the YouTube shout-out winner. Congratulations, Toby. Congratulations to all of us. It's a great Cosell day. The Big Show. All right, so, Greg, we are continuing with our draft series. I guess I should say it because there's new listeners all the time. Greg Cosell is the civilian goat, okay? <laughs> he is the greatest film watcher that hasn't worked for a team as a coach or a front office executive of all time. All time. The civilian greatest of all time. By the way, Greg, I thought it was funny. One time somebody like got mad. Like they, th- they thought that was a knock. That's the opposite of a knock. Uh, you know I, how, how high of esteem I, I hold you in. So we've been doing this draft series. You can see Greg all the time on the NFL matchup show. He's NFL Films Guru. The key, I would say, is to follow Greg on Twitter, at Greg Cosell, because then you know all the stuff he's doing, like the fantasy profiles or the draft profiles, I should say, of a lot of these prospects at fantasypoints.com. Just make sure you use the code 21FEAST when you go there. Now, we're going to get into the tackles today, Greg, but when there's major news, I, I need a refresher course. I know... <laughs> We've talked about these guys before. I know we have. But, you know, now they're in a new place. Now they're with a new coordinator. So I just want to start with what you've seen over a three-year body of work from Sam Darnold. I would say that Sam Darnold as a pro has been very much like he was coming out of USC. He is a big kid with a good arm and excellent movement. Traits that you like, but he's always had issues with his lower body mechanics. He's always been a quarterback that doesn't move his feet with his eyes and often does not step to his throws. And in this world where we're so caught up with the idea of throwing off platform, people think that's wonderful. It's actually very poor. You should never throw off platform unless the defense absolutely demands it. If the defense doesn't demand it, Your mechanics should be pristine on every throw. Your feet and your eyes should always work together. You should be stepping to your throws, and your arm angle should be the same all the time. He has always struggled with that part of his game. I think that he's struggled at times with his vision and what he sees, and I think it'll be very interesting what Joe Brady does in Carolina with him, Ross, because you can't do this on every snap. But I think with with Sam Darnold, you have to try to define the reads and the throws as clearly as possible. And the way you do that is you call plays based on your understanding of the probability and tendencies of the defense you are playing in given situations. And therefore, ideally, your play call with the primary and maybe the secondary beats the defense that you anticipate. So you're defining the reads and the throws for the quarterback. I think that's what Sam Darnold needs at this point in his career as he makes the change from the Jets to Carolina. You know, you said something, Greg, I thought was really interesting about throwing off platform. We really have lost our way, Greg. We we, we really have. You know, Sam Darnold can play poorly, and I like Sam Darnold as a kid, whatever. And well, I've been around him. He's a great kid. Yeah. But what's really funny to me is we've gotten to the point, Greg, where if a guy like Darnold or whoever 
has one, maybe two, really exceptional off-platform throws. Everybody points to that play, that throw, and says, see, that's who he is. Look how talented he is. Look at the things he's capable of. You just need to get better people around him. Right. You just need to get a better scheme. Like, by the way, nobody ever says that about Brady because Brady doesn't have like a, a really awesome off-platform throw. You know, there's it, it's the 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 consistent excellence and doing things the right way over and over and over again. That doesn't really excite people, but Sam Darnold no. rolls to his left. Sam Darnold rolls to his left against the Niners and leads a receiver going back to the right, and it looks awesome with the timing of it. And everybody's like, "See, look how talented he is." That that is, it, it's gone that way, Greg. More and more every year. That's wrong. That's it's, incorrect. You are correct, and it, it drives me crazy. We've gotten to that point. And you're right, it's been the last couple of years. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes was the one who really brought it to the forefront. Matthew Stafford's been doing that since he came in the league, but it wasn't cool back, you know, eight, nine years ago, so no one talked about it. Um, You know, now when guys run to their left and make a throw across their body, it it was like Zach Wilson at his pro day when he ran to his left and made a throw that 25 quarterbacks could make. But, But because we're so caught up in, oh, my God, those kinds of throws, but you should never not throw the ball with proper mechanics unless it's absolutely demanded. You mentioned Tom Brady. We know he's the greatest of all time. But what is one of the reasons? There are many. What is one of the reasons he's like that? Repetitive mechanics. He does the same thing all the time. And he's worked on that his entire career. You know what's funny, Greg? You know what it's like? It's like when... I'd be in training camp and there'd be a a rookie or a young player, really good feet, really long arms. And in one-on-ones, he'd have a great kick slide and punch. And everybody'd be like, wow, that kid is talented. But then like half the time, he didn't know who to block. Right. Half the time, you know, they were able to beat him with an inside move or knock his hands down, or whatever. But everybody looked at the one play where he looked like Walter Jones and points to that and say, that's who he can be. No, that's not who he can be. I mean, that's who he can be one out of ten times. I mean, and it's unbelievable how often I saw that. Let me ask you this. There's a perception that a lot of what held Darnold back in New York was his surroundings, both personnel excuse me, and coaching. Do you buy into that? Can't speak to the coaching because I'm not there every day. So I would never speak to something I don't know about. Um, Look, I learned from people way smarter than I am in my 41 years in NFL films and my 25 to 30 years really studying the X and O tactical element of the game that when you evaluate a quarterback, you evaluate the quarterback in a vacuum. You isolate his individual traits, attributes, and characteristics. Numbers become numbers. Sure, do you have better numbers if you throw it up and you're wide receiver? You know, Terry Bradshaw used to joke about this. I used to say, I saw him at a couple of banquets. He'd joke about, hey, I would, you know, you would throw it up, you know, and, and it would be incomplete. I'd throw it up and Swan would make a great catch, you know. 
you have to evaluate a quarterback by isolating what he is. Numbers are numbers. They're not really relevant to what a quarterback is other than the result. It's always about the process. That's what coaching, you know that, Ross, you played. It's about the process. It's the coaching, the teaching. If that's done properly, the results will be consistently better. Just out of curiosity, how do you think Darnold compares to like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones as a prospect? Well, Darnold had, has high-level traits. Um, big kid, throws it well, moves well. Um, the year he came out, 2018, he was considered by many to be the number one quarterback prospect in the class. The Browns obviously took Baker Mayfield, but Darnold was a consensus top one or two pick in that draft as far as the quarterback position. So he's got high-level traits. Um, I always hate to use the word consistency. It's an easy word to throw around, just like the word instincts is an easy word to throw around. People like to use it. Um, but it, it has to do with the execution of, as you said, doing things the right way, play after play after play. And at the quarterback position, there's 10, 15 things that go into that. So he doesn't execute things the right way, play after play after play, and that gets you in trouble. Greg, is he even better than Bridgewater, who they're replacing, yes. or Trubisky, who got $2.5 million for one year from the Bills? Yeah, he's the far more talented. Donald's got a lot of talent. I mean, just pure talent. But as I said, the execution of that talent has been spotty for many reasons. So before we get to the D tackles, and, and purposely we're not spending a ton of time on them, it's not a great D tackle class. Uh, there's one more. The Niners made that big trade since you and I last spoke. They're now at number three. Who do you think they're going to take, Greg, and or who do you think they should take based on what you know uh, about these prospects and <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan's offense? Well, I, I'm not going to get into who they should because that's getting into Kyle Shanahan's brain, and I'm not doing that. Here's the way I'll answer that question. I think it comes down to Kyle's belief, which is unanswerable, in what the quarterback position now is in the league. Because if, if you're looking at Mac Jones on one side and Trey Lance and Justin Fields on the other side, what you're dealing with is – how do you see the quarterback position in 2021 in the NFL? Can you still have a great quarterback? And we're going to put Tom Brady aside for obvious reasons. Can you have a great quarterback in this league who is an efficient executor and ball distributor, but does not give you a playmaking dimension? Or has the league progressed now with defenses the way they are to the point where your quarterback in addition to ideally being an excellent ball distributor and executor of your offense, does he also need to be a playmaker? And I think Kyle's answer to that, which we'll never know until he drafts, will determine whether he's a Mac Jones guy or a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance guy. So it's where you come down on that philosophical question. Let's get to the D tackles, Greg. Uh, next week, we'll hit up the linebackers. We're getting, the draft will be here before you know it. Linebackers will be fun. There's a lot of guys this year. Yeah, is there is there a, is there a D tackle that stood out to you, Greg? Is there a guy that you thought, wow, that guy's really impressive or that guy's the best one I saw? I think there's two guys that stand out. Um, 
and again, I'm just, this is pure tape study. I don't get into character things off the field stuff. I couldn't speak to that. You know, I don't know that. Um, I think two guys stand out to me, Christian Barmore from Alabama and Levi Onwers Ricky from Washington. And they're different players because Barmore is over 6'4", weighs 310, has really long arms. At times, when he played at his best, he was very reminiscent of Chris Jones coming out of Mississippi State. He can play in multiple fronts. He's got explosive quickness off the ball. He's got strong, heavy hands. And you know what that means, Ross, as a former O-lineman, when a guy has strong, heavy hands that rock you. Um, and he's got power throughout his frame, which is very, very sturdy. So he's got a a strong traits profile. And uh, I, I really like the player. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the league sees him. But the fact that he can line up in multiple positions in a league now that has moved a lot more toward multiple front looks is, I think, is, is very enticing for a lot of teams, assuming there's no character issues. And as for Levi from Washington? Uh, he's a totally different cat. Um, he is maybe only, what, 290 pounds, give or take? Um, he's an athlete. I mean, he's, he's another guy that he's got power. He's got, he also has really heavy hands by the way, but I had to watch a lot of him because when I first started watching him, I thought, boy, he's 290. He's, he's a powerful guy. Can he play that way in the NFL at 290? And then the more and more I watched him, his, his quickness and athleticism showed up. I would say the foundation of his game is power and force, but, boy, did he show enticing flashes of first step and explosive quickness, both as a run defender and an inside pass rusher. And what, what really started showing up, even though he didn't have a lot of sacks, he didn't play this year, so I had to go back and watch a ton of them from 2019. Um, but really started just to show up was how disruptive a player he is. He, has, he had dominant snaps. Now, you know, as a defensive tackle, sometimes they don't put up numbers. Like, you don't see a ton of tackles necessarily. You may not see a ton of, snap, uh, of sacks. But when you watch the tape and you have to watch whole games, is you see the disruption they cause, the way they, they cause offensive plays to break down, or the way they control offensive linemen so others can make plays. He was really like that. And he played much stronger than his weight. As I said, he's 290, 6'3", 290. Um, I think he ultimately transitions as a three technique. But again, we've seen so many multiple fronts that with the way he played with those heavy hands, he could even be, you know, a two gap player. Uh, you don't think of a guy 290 as a two gap player, but boy, he had strong hands. You know, a guy that jumped out to me this year, Greg, I, I had never heard of him before, was Davion Nixon from Iowa. He totally destroyed the Penn State football team. I mean, yeah. that, it yeah. was unbelievable how he dominated that game. I mean, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Who does he remind you of, if anybody? Well, he's an interesting guy to watch. He's he's big kid. He's an athlete. I mean, that's his game. He's not real interested in the physical part of the game, which is weird to say for a guy who plays D-tackle and D-line, but he is an athlete. Um, he's a gap penetrator. He's a movement guy in slant and stunt schemes. 
there's really not much power and physicality to the way in which he plays and not a real commitment to playing that way, Ross. But, he, but yet he's 6'3", 13. So you're not talking about a little man. Um, but I think you, he has to be scheme specific. He's a one-gap player. You have to understand that he's not going to bring a lot of power and physicality, but he can he can win with quickness and explosiveness, and he can rush the quarterback. So he's in today's NFL, he's very interesting. I don't think he would start off as a full-time player just because you're going to have to get this guy to play a little more with, with some commitment to the physical part of the game. But, but there's not many guys at 313 pounds with the light feet that he has. So what happened with Florida State's Marvin Wilson? Uh, I coming in the year, he was like a top 10 pick or something, you know, or highly touted, and you don't hear as much about him now. No, Marvin Wilson, he's an interesting guy because Marvin Wilson actually came out of, I believe, Texas, and he was a big, big-time recruit at Florida State for Jimbo Fisher at the time. I mean, he was a consensus five-star. That was viewed as a coup by Florida State to get this kid. And, you know... I watched him in some in 2019, but then, of course, I watched him this year. Um, he never really became the consistently dominant deep tackle at, at Florida State that that everyone thought he would be. Um, you know, I just he's not really an off the ball quickness reaction burst player. He's not that guy. Um, so I'm not sure he's a three technique. Uh, I thought that his he looked heavy. This year, but I, but I guess he came in much lighter at his pro day, so people are hoping that he can be quicker. But the tape um, did not show a quick player. The tape showed a guy that at times looked a little slow and sluggish, and that I would never have seen as a three technique based on his tape from 2020. So I guess you have to decide what he is. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to envision him based on tape as, as a one-gap player. Uh, but I'm not sure he's a two-gap player. I just I'm not sure what he is. Um, but I think you have to reshape his body, and maybe that started. Uh, he has to become a quicker, more active player. He's shown flashes of that clearly, but you know you want to see you want to see the power, you want to see the heavy hands, you want to see quickness. He did not play with quickness in 2020. Greg, you bring it every week, unlike Marvin Wilson. Every <laughs> single week, you bring it. Outstanding stuff, as always. Check Greg out on social. That's your best bet, at Greg Cosell. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Greg, and I appreciate keeps, and I have for years. You guys have heard me talking about it. Look, you can look at me right now. I'm trying to show you my bald spot youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL if I duck my head down. But here's the deal. If you guys have been noticed, it hasn't gotten worse. That's because I've been using keeps. I, you know what? I'm going to start to – it'll be product placement. I'm going to show you my keeps topical solution. I'm going to show you my keeps pill I take every day so you guys can see that I am a keeps user. I started losing my hair late 20s, and I didn't start this stuff – until early 30s. I wish I had started earlier, but there's two FDA approved medications. One is like you rub it on the, your bald spot. The other one's a pill in the morning. They work. I mean, I, you know, for me, I don't know if they grew any hair back, but they absolutely have done a good job of keeping what I have. And I'm telling you guys, you don't even notice you're starting to lose it until you've lost 50% of the follicles in an area. 
So I'll, all I'm saying is, when in doubt, start it. You, you'll never regret starting it earlier. You'll only regret starting it later. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Ross to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Ross to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Ross. Good morning, Ross. So we'll start with Nike, Beats by Dr. Dre, and HEB all suspending their Deshaun Watson endorsements. Well, we spent a bunch of time on Deshaun Watson on Monday with Seth Payne. Obviously, there have been more developments this week. Uh, by the way, I, I got a lot of positive feedback uh, about the Mike Garofolo interview. Hopefully, a lot of you guys went back and listened to that or watched it on YouTube. But I don't really know what to say about the Deshaun Watson stuff anymore other than it feels like there are new developments every day. If you're into the legal process, if you're into court proceedings and lawyer back and forth, then I'm sure you can check it out. I'm not that into giving the play-by-play of this thing, but it really is stunning. It really is stunning to go from where Deshaun Watson was in the public perception to now Nike, Beats by Dre, H-E-B, all these people suspending their endorsements from him. And it sounds like, I know Mike Florio, who's been on the show before, thinks he's going to end up going on the commissioner's exempt list. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to play football this year. Tennessee Titans have a new senior defensive assistant, and his name is Jim Schwartz. So the only thing that's funny to me about that is he retired. Like he said at the end of the season in Philly that he was retiring. That was four months ago. So that that was a short retirement for Jim Schwartz. But sometimes that's just what guys say when they know that they might get let go or they know it's a bad situation, they want to go out on their own terms. Speaking of Mike Garofolo on uh, our show earlier in the week, we were doing a real time. Uh, he's talking about there's a play or we're talking about Forrest Lamp and where's he going to go? Well, he signs with the Bills. Brian, is that the first time, like in all these episodes we've done, where... Literally, while we're talking to the guy, I mean, it's, it's not a live show. You can't watch it live yet. Although, if you guys want that, maybe we can do that at some point. But not a live show. Is that the first time we've had, like, break? I mean, obviously, people have said things that are interesting. But is that the first time, like, like, like if we were a live show, that would have we would have been the first people to know that Forrest Lamp signed? There may have been one or two other things, but I think – that got to that point because Mike had asked us if we were live. If he knew we were live, then he wouldn't have broken news. Well, he asked if we were live afterwards. I thought it was beforehand. I thought it was no, after. Yeah. Anyway. That's it? Anything else you want to say? No. Uh, he was highly touted coming out of Western Kentucky. A lot of injuries with the Chargers. Kind of interesting. The Chargers had Feeney and Lamp start every game last year. Feeney played a lot of games for the Chargers. They didn't really seem to have much of an interest in bringing back either one. Tux takes. 
Eagles signed a couple of guys, linebacker Eric Wilson and running back Jordan Howard. So I really like the Eric Wilson signing by the Eagles. Linebacker has been uh, a problem area for them. One year, I think it's up to $3.5 million. He's still a young player, played very well for Minnesota last year. I'm a little surprised that there wasn't more of a market for him. He did miss some tackles, but I would have thought there was more of a market for Wilson. I like these moves with Wilson and Anthony Harris because they know Jonathan Gannon's defense. And if they play really well, then maybe the Eagles extend them. Or maybe they let him go and the Eagles get a compensatory pick. As for Jordan Howard, I think the Eagles just want to make sure they have some type of short yardage banger back, you know, late game banger back and not have to draft one. Ducks takes. A couple other moves. The Panthers signed cornerback A.J. Boye and the Bengals released running back Giovanni Bernard. You know, it seems to me like just yesterday when Giovanni Bernard got drafted by the Bengals and they were on hard knocks, that was a long time ago. I mean, he was there like eight years. I mean, he had a long run with one team. Didn't have a great year last year. I mean, I think he'll get picked up by somebody, but he had a long run with the Bengals. A.J. Boye has really buoyed his way around different teams lately. I feel like it was like, Texans, Jags, Broncos, now Panthers. Boys and a lot of bouncing around for a guy that, you know, has a reputation as being a pretty good player. Speaking of reputation, I know you guys have heard about Purple, but you need to check it out. Only Purple has the grid, a stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, necks, and hips. The grid doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and flows through it. Here's what I tell people, okay? Because we have a couple purple pillows. I say, go ahead, get a purple pillow. Once you get a purple pillow and fall in love, then you'll know you need a mattress. And right now, you can try your purple mattress risk-free with free shippings and returns. Financing's available too. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash Ross10 and use promo code Ross10. That's purple.com slash Ross10, promo code Ross10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash Ross10, promo code Ross10. Terms apply. Ducks takes. Final bit of news. Uh, Notre Dame's lineman uh, Liam Eichenberg not at the Combine Medical Check this weekend for a positive COVID test. Neither is Trevor Lawrence. I specifically brought this up for multiple reasons, right? Number one, to make sure you know that today and tomorrow – you know, there there was no combine. So they didn't have the 350 guys going through and getting all of their medical checks. It didn't happen this year. So, but they want to know where these guys are at medically. So I think it's guys that are projected to be in the first three rounds 
because those are the biggest investments by the teams, as well as guys that they have known medical issues. They're all going to Indy today and tomorrow for all the combine medical checks. Trevor Lawrence isn't going, even though he just had that shoulder surgery on his left shoulder because he's getting married this weekend. Boy, that is... I mean, I thought I got married young, Brian. I was 26. My wife was 25 when we got married. How old were you, Brian? 29. How old was your wife? 30. She's older than you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that, Brian. You dog you. Anyway, um, Trevor Lawrence getting married. I think he's 21. That is young. Long time, I guess, high school sweetheart, but that is that is a young we could I, I could do a whole podcast on getting married that young. But anyway, um, hey, when you meet the right person, when you find the right person, you got the right person, I guess. But the thing about Eichenberg, I think is interesting, Bri, is I guess I wonder if the positive COVID test affects him in any way. In other words, like there's still a little bit of unknown about the long-term impacts. I wonder if it's a slight downgrade for the team that are thinking about drafting him. Like if they have Eichenberg and some other guy on the board, the exact same, are they going to go with the guy that didn't test positive for COVID versus the guy that did not knowing what the impact of it might be? I don't know. Just something I thought, I, I don't know the answer to that. Just a, uh, just an observation as they say, speaking of observations, I observe when we get new patrons, patreon.com slash RT media, like Kave Bakhtiari. I think it's Kave. I got to look again. He emailed me. I didn't get a chance to email you back yet, Kave. But Bakhtiari, almost like David Bakhtiari for the Packers. And Kave had some really nice words about the show. I appreciate that. Just like I appreciate any, you know, I was thinking about having a happy hour Sunday night, Bri. But I don't feel like I've gotten that much of a reaction from the patrons on our private Slack channels. I don't know if I will. You guys gotta, you guys gotta mount up and say you really want to have, you really want to have a happy hour if you want to have one. People like Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, and HumanHeadNYC.com. That's an interesting name of a store for a vinyl record shop. HumanHeadNYC. Com. Big week next week. We're doing season win totals on the Even Money podcast. We're talking rookie wide receivers on the Fantasy Feast podcast. I think Andrew will be back. We'll have a surprise guest either Sunday night or Monday. Should be awesome. Please check out the other shows. Please subscribe if you haven't already. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. By the way... If what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.